1: we are back on it's always game day in Cincinnati a little edge rushers maybe T Higgins extension soon next I want to talk a little more about the prospects overall you actually had a really great tweet out there earlier and it had me thinking you asked social media who is that prospect that you're just pounding the table for when it comes to who the Bengals are going to draft?" and I'm going to put you on the spot when you think of everyone outside of edge rushers, we already talked about that. Who are you pounding the table for when you talk to this? If you're if you're telling the Bengals front office, this is the guy you guys need to get.
0: Yeah, I mean I picked 28. I think it would go uh Bijan Robinson. I've always been on that train of just take him. Take this is an elite talent that shouldn't be here. Uh but if Bijan's gone, which he probably will be, then the next guy, I think I would move to assuming the top three corners are gone uh would be deontay banks who just got a 10 ras score relative athletic one of the most athletic cornerbacks that has come through the combine and he's pretty good uh but he's probably also gone because he was one of the most athletic corners at the combine if you no know five maybe he's there 10 he's probably gone so i think it, both of those guys are gone i don't man I don't have too many guys in the first round that I am just like clamoring for, pounding the table. Like, you have to take this guy if both those guys are gone. I think, you know, if certain people fall, I would love it. Uh is interesting. I don't know if I am banging the table for him. Maybe. I gave him a grade that probably would necessitate that. I just – they would have to just, you know, ignore some of their – they did it last year with Zach Carter. Just do it again with Klaja Kansi because he's going to be an awesome pass rusher, and you'll figure out the run defense. Just stick in between Reader and Hubbard. And you'll be okay. <laughs> Try to run at that all you want. Uh, so maybe Klaja Kansi if he's there, but even he's probably gone. So then who are you left with? Probably nobody I'm pounding the table for. But I moved to pick 60, and I've got a few guys I'd pound the table for. Zach Charbonnet, I've been a Zach Charbonnet truther for a long time. I, I would be pounding the table for him or, or, uh, Jameer Gibbs. I just don't think Gibbs will be there at 60 and I don't think he's worth it at 28. So pound the table for Charbonnet at 60, if he's there. And there's a pretty good possibility he would be there. That's if they don't get Bijan. I'm not going to do both. Uh, of so the uh, most, I think four of those edge rushers, I would do that for, but we already talked about them. Um, who else to pick 60? If DeWan Jones is there, I would be about it, and I've. It seems more and more likely that he might fall. Now they have to figure out the non-football part of this because I think that is might be why he's falling. Is that? You know, he left the senior bowl after a day and some people are questioning some of this about he didn't weigh in in his pro day. Why didn't you weigh in at your pro day? And maybe it's just I went to dinner with Mike Tomlin and Willie Anderson and everybody. We ate a lot. I don't want <laughs> to weigh in after that. But why didn't you work out? Why haven't you worked out at all? Is there an injury we don't know about? Is this just hiding something or is this just I didn't want to work out? I'm letting my film stand for my film type thing. So. That, that I think there's a little bit more to it, but he is a guy I would be pretty all over about them taking at pick 60 because it's hard to find starting level tackles there, and I think he is that. And then, boom, you've got what what is an appropriate name for the two Giants on each side because I, I don't think the Towers works anymore. Um, but, you know, you've got two Behemoths on each side. Uh <laughs>
1: I mean, I Joe, Burrow getting, Joe Burrow getting that bag, and then you get these great guys on, on both <laughs> on both sides of the line. You're like, okay, all right, this looks good for 2023. I mean, no, I'd be okay yeah. with that. I want to stay with the offensive line right now. Darnell Wright, he's been in the news with the Bengals.
0: Yeah, 28, I, I don't think he's there. I think it's – I'm starting to feel like it might be more likely Darnell Wright is not there than it is for Broderick Jones to not be there. And I would be okay with him taking Jones, but he's only played left tackle. I think he might've played right tackle his freshman year. So I think there's some right tackle in there. He's going to need a year and maybe that's okay. You have Jonah Williams, but is that the best use of a pick at 28? Although it did say it would pound the table for Deontay banks. That's also because corner more, there are injuries at tackle and Jonah Williams has suffered his own. So maybe that is there, but I think banks could start right now. Um, I, I'm not hundred percent sure Broderick Jones could, but he could be something awesome. So that's, that's the one reason I don't think I, I would probably pound the table for Darnell Wright If he's there, but I just don't think he will be there. It's kind of similar to yeah. If Joey Porter jr. Is there, I'm saying take him, but he's probably not going to be there. Um, look at it. Like 92, I think is where it gets really interesting. Like who at 92, are you going to really clamor for? Uh I feel like I haven't run into a ton of guys that I'm all over at that spot. I guess if, like, Tucker Craft, the tight end, falls there, I I would be very okay with that. Um, Stila from TCU, haven't watched a ton of, but if he's there 92, sign me up. Um, Trying to think who else. I know in the fourth round, third round maybe a little bit, but definitely in the fourth round, my guy Jonathan Mingo from Ole Miss is a guy I am – I'm telling them to take. I just I think he's a starting level wide receiver. Now, is that worth a a second round pick? Maybe not. But is that a third round pick? I think so. Is that a fourth round pick? Definitely. I just think I think he could play. Like he can block, he can catch, he's got good body control. He fits a lot of what they like. 6'2, 220. He's big. He can play some slot. I mean, he moves around, he's versatile. The only thing is all miss that's a lot of schemed up stuff. Lane Kiffin is, he draws up some crazy stuff. So it's not all him just winning one-on-one against these sec corners. Sometimes it's Lane Kiffin drew up some magic, but I think he can play. And that's a guy I would be all over in that spot. There's probably other wide receivers. I would be too. I hear a lot about AT Perry from wake forest and being a guy like that. Um, So there's a few wide receivers that at 92 would probably be a good spot, but Ty J Spears, 92 that's a that's another good running back choice there and my fourth round running back of choice is kendra miller a little raw but man is he fun like he just he wants to deliver pain and he's got rare size speed and that's all I, you know we'll figure the rest out he will adapt to reading and stuff <laughs> he could he could run
1: I want to go to wide receiver, go back to what you were talking about, because we I feel like we are spending so much time with other position groups. And we've hit on it before on the podcast. This team, they 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 aren't afraid to go ahead and say, you know what? Our guys on the board right there? Yeah, there's a corner. But you know what? I'm going wide receiver again. We're thinking about uh, possibly Tyler Boyd's replacement in 2024. And you need more depth in your wide receiver room. They 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 just feel like a team that just says, you know what? we're just, he's there. He's there. He's the wide receiver we want. I would be surprised in the second round just because this isn't the wide receiver class that we've seen over the last few years. If it was heavy, they could even do that at 28. I don't see them doing that. Uh, But yeah, maybe the third round, third, fourth round. Third, third,
0: fourth feels like a wide receiver pick to me. The more I've thought about it, it, that could be running back spot, but man, I keep thinking they're, they're going to second, third, is running back. I don't think they're interested in fourth-round running back. And second, they have a history of taking these running backs in the second round. could very easily be what they do, and I think that'll make some people a little upset. Uh, But me, no, as long as they take a guy I love. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I I think third-fourth is the wide receiver spot. I could see fifth, too, but to me, and and it could just be like tight end last year. I thought they were very interested in the tight ends last year and just they never got one because the class was kind of whatever – uh, and just none of the guys they wanted fell, so maybe maybe that ends up happening. They don't get a wide receiver till late, but I think that would be why. I don't think it would be that they're not priorit- prioritizing wide receiver at all.
1: Uh, Joe Goodbury actually tweeted this out today. When it comes to the running back room, they met with 10 prospects, which feels like maybe one of the highest position groups that they've met with. Uh, We all know what happened with Samaj P. Ryan. They offered him a very similar deal. They wanted him to return. Question mark with Joe Mixon. Don't need to get into that because we still don't know what's going to happen going into the season. I think the draft is going to be really telling for that position group, but I'm going to put you on the spot right here. I don't see them doing this, but they could. Say the Bengals drafted two running backs. Two. I could see it. it,
0: I just – I think it would be spread out. Who? Who?
1: Two. They were going two. Who are they getting? They
0: were going with two of them. I think it would be – this is one where it could not be spread out. If they go with like J Spears in the third and they just know that's a committee guy, that's not a bell cow. Zach Charbonnet, that's a bell cow. Um. Jimmy Gibbs is kind of a committee guy, but he's also like super explosive and what you want. Uh, but Bijan Robinson, that's not a committee guy. That's a bell guy. You're going to hand that guy the ball 300 times. He's going to catch 100 passes. Uh, Zach Charbonnet, similar deal. But Tajay Spears, you're probably looking at 250 snaps, uh, 300 snaps, maybe not 250 snaps, but 250 touches, 200 touches, somewhere in that range where maybe he's your lead guy. But he's a committee guy. I remember I I comped him, compared him to Felix Jones from Dallas. It was part of one of my favorite underrated backfield duos of all time, Marion the Barbarian, Barber, and Felix Jones. It was really fun. Uh, So I, I like him. And then do you come back in the fourth That'd be quick. Third, fourth, both on running back. So I don't see that happening. But do you get a guy like a Roshan Johnson? Roshan Johnson would be the guy in the fourth. Maybe you go to the fifth and it's like Chris Rodriguez, or maybe Rodriguez last till the sixth. And I have not watched many guys after that. <laughs> uh, that could be in the sixth and the seventh. I just I don't think the Bengals are waiting in those waters other than really special teamers. But that would be the double dip is you've got a guy. My thought is just, I keep looking back on, they're probably keeping Mixon right now. And he could be on the team no matter what next year. I do think Bichon falls there. That's probably a no-go anymore. But even Charbonnet in round two, I could see that working with him and Mixon in the same backfield. Spears, definitely. Because I think you want to split that work. Uh, So... That's what I keep coming back to with trying to pair like Spears and Johnson or something, and doing third and fourth round picks. It's two high picks, and you've got Mixon on the roster. Why not just keep Mixon and roll with that backfield? So I think it would be spread out almost no matter what. Like it would be Tyon Evans in the seventh round plus a Charbonnet or whoever.
1: We went heavy with the position group of edge rushers in the first segment, but we'll go outside of that. Is there a guy that we just we need to pay more attention to when it comes to the draft board.
0: Ooh, edge rusher. There's two and fourth rounders. And this I found from doing my thing. I didn't, I've never heard anybody talk about Isaiah McGuire. Uh, he's got a consensus rating of 115 or so. That would make sense. Fourth round, these big, long, young, high production numbers, uh, and he passes most of the, he passes, he, well, he passes every threshold and he's above average and plenty of them for what the Bengals like. So that's a guy. And then the other fourth rounder would be Yaya Diaby from Louisville. I hope I'm saying that correct. He's a tad small, but he passed the thresholds and he is the only, I think, the only, or at least one of the only, to score above their average for broad jump, vertical jump, 40 yard dash, and 10 yard split, which tells you. He's explosive. He can jump out of the gym. He can fire off the ball and that tells you he could probably develop a high level get off and be able to rush the passer. So those are two guys in the fourth round that I haven't heard like anybody talk about. Yaya Diaby shows up in some mock drafts, but I think that's also just like a name thing. Like you see a guy named Yaya Diaby and you're going to select him over Isaiah Maguire. I would (laughs) be like, Ooh, look at that name. (laughs) I don't know these guys. So, uh, you know, those two I think are guys that we should probably pay a little bit more attention to in terms of the edge rushing class. I want to look more into some of the other possible uh, position groups and what they have drafted in the past and maybe see if I can find some interior defensive line guys or something along those lines that they might be interested in in that area. Because the, it feels to me like I have a feel for the guys they could take in the first two rounds. After that, though, I don't know about you, but that feels like the mis- the real – like it's a mystery what they do at 28, but we could probably list off the guys they could select. When you get to like round three, I think it's just – I got no idea. I've watched a few of these guys, but there's also uh, quite a few guys
1: that – I don't know. Sure. Well, doesn't it feel like a good draft for them because yeah. – the the safety isn't there. The safety class isn't there. They don't mm-hmm. need a safety, to be completely honest. I feel like they feel good with Nick Scott. Um, they they obviously have Dax Hill from last year, and we really yeah. haven't seen him out there enough in the safety position on this defense. A wide receiver, you know, we've talked about before, maybe that's a third or fourth round pick for them, but isn't a huge need in this draft. I just feel like when it comes to the best player available, it really just fits them um they they're just going to be able to take advantage and that's one of the things you see some of these guys who are up for trades on other NFL teams and I see fans say go send them a fifth go send them a fourth this team needs to keep their draft picks right now yeah they need to get these younger guys out there because they are going to be paying these extensions of their own players and you got to hit on your draft picks and that isn't easy but I just feel like they're really set up in this draft um to just to just get better players to add to your depth and, and, and a few starters here and there. Uh, but they can go anywhere, and that's what makes it a lot of fun. And I don't think a lot of teams are, are in that position like they are.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think this draft class strengths and weaknesses, like you were kind of alluding to,
1: matches up really
0: well with what the Bengals may want to do. Really strong at corner early on. They could draft that. Really strong at tight end early on. They could draft that. Uh, and then the wide receiver class, a little stinky up top. But I hear everybody keep talking about, well, there's a lot of round three types. There's a lot of round four types. And what do the Bengals really need? They need a round three type. They need a round four type. So if there's a lot of those guys, great. <laughs> Who cares about the top? Uh, yeah, that's – what I keep looking is that just there, there are quite a few – Guys, it's a really good edge rusher group, and you could always use another one of those. Mm -hmm. So, I think tackle is the one thing that's just you get it at 28, or you just unless Dewan Jones falls to 60, you're a little screwed. Uh, and interior defensive line, I don't have too much of a feel on. Uh, that's why I'm trying to watch a lot of these guys, and some of them feel fine for where they're going, but it doesn't seem like that's a very deep group either. It seems like edge and corner are deep and weirdly wide receiver shallow up top, but there's a lot of those round three, round four types. And then running back super deep and there's a ton of round two, round three, round four types. So that, that fits what they like, what they want as well.
1: The good news. We're almost there. The finish line to the NFL draft and prospect breakdown, because I know you're doing your homework. I think Bengals fans should follow you if they're not already. Bengals underscore Sands. You're going to have a great piece on all Bengals by the time they are listening to this podcast. Make sure you check that out and everything leading up to the NFL draft. Almost two weeks away. We'll be back on Thursday on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.